0: How's it going, everybody? I'm Digit, and this is the StreetCast Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all, but more than anything, welcome back, everybody. It's been two months with crappy audio quality, but we are back with the gear, and we're going to... Stay strong from here on every Sunday. So let's start off. You can listen on anywhere you listen to podcast or YouTube channel. That is Indigo Mike underscore digit. I'm underscore digit. We've got three big stories this week and then one funny one. But let's start off with the heavy hitter. Our main line today is about movies. What we've seen is that because James Bond, No Time to Die, was moved to April 2021, many of the major cinemas are closing down for the entire year and that includes cinemark regal cinemas and i believe amc is close to follow cinemark is big in uk and ireland regal cinemas is the number two theater chain in the u.s and amc being the largest i believe has followed after the story is broken they have both said that because james bond has moved they're cutting it and we've seen all of these films that a lot of people were excited for move as well batman is being moved to March 2022, and Dune is being moved to October 2021, which is insane, one, for Dune, because I know for a fact they had that finished filming. It was done, it's over, unlike the Batman, and they're moving it almost a year later. Now, I do think that's because they don't want to compete with their other movies, same company, stuff like that, but still, I was excited for that movie, and I hate that it's being moved so far away. But You can't help it when the theaters that you need to make money are closed down. Ah, you know, we had talked about this before and how excited I was that movies are releasing on streaming platforms, but because of how they're releasing, we've also talked about this, where they're only on certain platforms and not others. So for example, Mulan, they did release on YouTube and Disney Plus, but they didn't release on Amazon Prime, on Google Plus or Google play and all those other platforms that maybe people don't have access to this and whatever streaming device that they have. Maybe people can't get YouTube. Maybe people can't get Disney plus. Maybe people don't have YouTube or Disney plus whatever it is because they're not releasing on every platform for people to rent. They're not getting the money that they want and that's understandable, right? You're not going to get the same hype, the same ticket sales if theaters are down and you're not going to make as much money as you thought when you only release on two platforms versus all of them. So in that regard, movies in 2020 aren't turning out to be the best, and the hype isn't there, and all the good ones are really moving to next year. But, you know, 2021, 2022, they're going to be great years for movies because they're just backloading everything for those two years. So Rip Movies in 2020, just another straw to add to the camel's back of this year. But hopefully next year will be better. All right, moving on. Our next major story is a change in Google. Google has changed a lot of their nomenclature and iconography. So what we're seeing is that what was once Google, the Google suite, the G suite, is now being called Google Workspace. And we have new icons for Gmail, Calendar, Drive, Docs, and Google Meet. They're all different And they're kind of sticking with their blue, red, yellow, and green thing. They're all different colors and all that madness. And this is a massive rebrand to try and compete with Microsoft's ecosystem now that coronavirus is making everyone work from home and do all that stuff. And they said that. The VP of Google Workspace, Javier Soltero, is saying that this is the end of the office, end of the office, Microsoft's office as we know it. Now, what this, this isn't just a visual update. It is a lot more integration of their apps between each other, and that's what Microsoft had going for them. Google's entire goal for this is to try to minimize people tabbing out of their applications as much as possible. Makes sense, right? If you're going to have people work on docs, maybe you don't want them to continue to tab over to Dropbox, continue to tab over to Slack. You want to try and offer all those things so they stay in your ecosystem and they stay in your products so that they can pay you for that. I get it, but Google is very much becoming like Microsoft as a casual consumer, not, a, not using their products for work, but as a consumer that does use their products, they are starting to become like Microsoft and not in a good way. They're becoming a little clunky, a little too complicated, and they're adding an, a lot of features that aren't very solid and aren't very crisp. So, I'm excited to see what this does. It is a great integration, and Google has been good on integration in the past. Will they do it better? Will they do it worse? We'll see. Um, I do think that this is rocky road to travel, just because it's easy to make software clunky when you try to include too much without making it all real refined, so... Here's to Google new icons, especially the Google Calendar icon. We've seen changes in the Gmail icon, but the Google Calendar one, that's been the same for years. And it's pretty funny to see a little bit of backlash on the Internet. And we're going to talk about backlash on the Internet after this next story. xCloud, Microsoft's xCloud, has uh, launched in beta on Android as well as Xbox. If you're unaware of what xCloud is, it's very similar to Google Stadia or NVIDIA Now, where with a internet connection and a smartphone or just Google Chrome, you can you hook up a controller and start playing games. Now, you might ask, what is the difference in Google Stadia versus this one, yeah, xCloud, Microsoft's version? Or what's the difference with that in NVIDIA's GeForce Now? The difference is the actual console and capabilities. So if you start playing a game on GeForce Now or Stadia, that is within their system. It depends on the game, right? So let's say you're playing Destiny on GeForce Now. Inside that game, it has its own methods that if you played on another console or another computer, it saves your progress. But that's the outlier. Not a lot of games do that. Not everything does that. Usually, if you play a game on one of these, your progression, your saves are all stuck inside that file format and inside that platform the difference in xbox is that if you play your games on xbox or pc they will cross save your progression and your saves so when you access it on your smartphone that you still have your progress that is huge xbox offering that is actually the difference for what this sort of system needs We've seen a lot of progression when it comes to gaming on smartphones, and especially since you can play Halo 5 on an Android device right now. That is insane. That is never thought of, and you just the type of Internet connection and the type of systems that they're developing to make this happen is absolutely absurd. It is the future. I fully believe that. I want to be able to have my phone and pull up any game I want, have all my saves ready. That's incredible. The problem with it is that we're still slow on the consumer end. We're still having issues with connections, still long load times, and I don't think we're to a point where the mass public trusts this system yet. We don't trust that we can pull out our phone and play a AAA title. We don't trust that that save is being done correctly. We still believe, and I still believe even, that if I want true performance, I have to have a system, download it to that system, and play there instead of playing through the cloud. Still, I want to see this develop in the next couple of years. And with so many competitors pushing systems like this, where you're gaming on the cloud, I do think that it will continue to get better. I w- but right now, it's just not there yet. Load times are still inconsistent. There is a good bit of lag. But with Xbox pushing it and pushing this realm and becoming more of a cross-platform and cloud gaming focus than they were in the past... I'm really liking Xbox direction. Now, is PlayStation still kicking their butt right now when it comes to games and the first-person experience? Yes. But they are setting themselves up with the purchase of Bethesda and a lot of other small game developers to be extremely competitive in the next coming years. So here's to xCloud. I do think it's the future. I do think that Xbox is approaching it in the correct way by having saves and progression cross-platform no matter what game you're playing or anything like that but it's just not there yet the load times aren't there everything on the consumer end is still not there yet and until it's there i don't think this type of system is going to take off all right our final story for this week is the game of uno so we had our big heavy headers movies google and x xbox so it's weird to talk about uno when we usually we talk about tech here but it's actually about the conversations that the company Uno at Real Uno game had on Twitter. So if you've ever played Uno, you know that there is a plus two card that makes the person next to you, whichever it is, draw two cards. Well, usually what happens is that the vast majority of people, when they get played a plus two, they stack it. They play another plus two. And then it goes to the next person. They have to draw four. Well, then they play a test plus two and the next person has to draw six that is how a lot of people play you know that way you can still get out of doing a plus two and the next person the person next to you would have to draw more and it just continues on in the circle until you run out of plus twos or whatever well they tweeted out and said you cannot play a plus two on a plus two and the internet exploded a little bit because that is not how the majority of people play. So my favorite reply, and I'm going to read some of these replies here is that thank you for the cards, but we'll take it from here. (laughs) And we're seeing more and more, uh, replies on that tweet that is just as funny. So for example, someone said, imagine not knowing how to play your own game. Someone else replied and said, I don't believe you. And Uno replied, Well, you should. And we also have, you absolutely can, and that's not the correct way to play UNO. Just funny. And then my favorite as well, pulls out an UNO reverse card. (laughs) The internet is good. Twitter is kind of a dirtbag when it comes to how negative people can be on there. But I think that's pretty funny. People just roasting the company and all that, but it is an interesting choice. So here is the real rules of Uno. If you get played a plus two on you, you have to draw the cards. You cannot stack them and push it on to the next person. So there's the funny story of the week. And I believe that wraps up this week's stories. I want to thank everyone for checking out last week's video and podcast. Last week was about cyberpunk and the crunch there. We had 10 views on YouTube, three views on last week's episode. So thanks for that. This is going to be a shorter episode this week. Just as I get back into the tech, get back into the gear, get back into the groove, I'll be working on the video after I'm done with this. And again, if you want to check it out, that's I'm underscore digit, India Mike underscore digit. Thanks, everyone, for coming by and checking out the podcast. I really appreciate you all sticking around. Y'all have a great week.